And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. How do you feel about starting over? Sometimes it just seems completely necessary, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It's a little frustrating at times. You think about all the time that you might have put into something, a project, and you think about how you're never going to get that time back. And it's just gone now. But, you know, people deserve a product of certain quality. So in the end, it just seems it just seems worth it, doesn't it, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews? You seem like you're speaking about a specific thing. I was talking more generally, but yes, I suppose, you know, if if hypothetically you were you were to talk for six or seven minutes um, in a really <laughs> and the conversation really took a depressed turn, like right away. And then and then you realize that one of the two of you was talking into an inferior microphone. You know, you might you might want to start over. Um, you might. Let, you, Somebody who takes pride in the quality of what they're putting out there. Yes. That's the sort of person that would probably start over yes. in a situation like that. Someone who, who doesn't have that much pride would just be like, no, let's just keep going. Let's just, let's just, just, who cares? It'll be funny when seven minutes in the audio suddenly gets better for one of us. It'll be, it'll be hilarious. In fairness, I don't think either of us said that. No, but that's what, been, that would have been my argument. That's what you were thinking. Yeah. Okay, good to know. When, uh, when, uh, you, when you leave the house yeah. and you get like to the end of your road or even, you know, a di- how, let me see if I can phrase this right. At what point is it no longer worth it to turn around to go back and get something you forgot at home? Depends on what the something is. Okay, let's say you leave the house without your lunch. At what point do you turn around or do you just go, screw it, the world is telling me I'm eating out today? The corner of the street for the lunch. However, if I make it all the way to work and I don't have my key card for access to all of my rooms... Then you have to go back. That's different. I will still go back. Yeah. Has that happened to you? I'm assuming it has since you... Oh, yeah. It's happened at least twice. Well, and it's different. You know, you leave your wallet, you leave your license, you got to go back and get that. If you left your phone at home, would you turn around? Yeah, probably, because I don't know if I could live without my phone anymore. We just live in that world. Okay. I'd be so bored without it. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna be like this no matter hey, what. Hey Glenn, Jeremy, congratulations on sports night or sports web. What was it called? Hold on. <laughs> I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> I waited until he was, was taking, taking a, drink a drink to ask him a question. I was taking a drink, and you said sports night, sports sports wire, I believe. That was something we discussed in the first seven minutes was sports. I just wanted to make sure that came back up, because that is really a, a cool thing. Yes. Uh, for them to and Jeremy on a, the yeah, Piece of Business podcast um, have joined up with something. I, I apologize that I don't know more about it. Sports with a Z wire, uh, which is some sort of... 24 hour sports podcast service. Um, so they'll be on 
talking about their wrestling and their English Premier League and watching some old classic stuff. So good for them. They are now an affiliate. We we've done the affiliate road before. Would if if we were offered to be an affiliate again, do you think you'd be up for it? Probably. Maybe. I mean, I, I'd have to know more about it, but do yeah, you think that's what we need. Do you think we need to, you know, latch onto the coattails of somebody else who's putting more of an effort in and maybe that will make us more excited to keep to keep doing this? I mean, I don't know. I feel like Glenn and Jeremy already give us a lot of um like a lot of airtime, so like I don't that doesn't seem to be working. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, DC. I'm just, I, I am coming at this from a bad place tonight. I said this before we stopped recording the first time. We don't have to do this right now. This is episode dear, 299. Like we, dear Doc Manson, I am contacting you regarding your application for blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, no, blah, blah. no, no. Although you were not ultimately selected, I want to let you know that we were very impressed with both your application and your interview. I certainly learned a lot about the possible use of technology in lecture classes from our conversation. The committee struggled with the ranking of the top candidates, and the final decision was made by a razor-thin margin. I want to drive over there right now and hug you. How dare you wait until we recorded to tell me that, you son of a biscuit. In fairness, I only got it about 45 minutes ago. So, oh, And yet you wanted to do this? Yeah, it's good Drink to commiserate. heavily. <laughs> eh, who cares? Fuck them. They ain't worth it. I am, so, I am sincerely sorry to hear that because you were, that was, there was a level of excitement. Now, granted, you were going to take a pay cut. We knew that was going to happen. But um, would you give, hug your husband. Hug oh, she your hugged me husband. Already. Do more for your husband. I won't say specifics, but do more for your husband. Do more. Do more for your husband. He, he's going to start whispering dirty things, and I'm just going to whisper them to you. This is going to turn into something really disgusting really quickly. We're going to play a game of telephone. <laughs> Thank you for the water. Thank <clears throat> you. Oh, oh, booby. Oh, booby. yeah. So there's that. I mean, so like, you know, all the platitudes. I think maybe I mentioned last week, at least now I, I do feel like I'm competitive for these sorts of positions, which makes me happy. But like at the same time, oh God, there's always someone better, isn't there? So you had, men- you had mentioned better. to you had mentioned to me that there were two did they go with the other candidate, I'm assuming? I mean, I presume they didn't give me any other inside information. Did did you really want to work at that university though? Like it would be the ideal situation because I would have to change nothing. About my life. I suppose that is true. So in that regard, yes. But what if like been... what if like an Ivy League institution that's, you know, two hours down the road now wants to hire you? They don't. So that's not a problem. You could go to Yale. You could be an Eli from Yale. Yeah, I'm never going to be working at a place like that. You they don't know that. No, I do, because I don't have a research laboratory, and I will never have a research laboratory because I don't give a shit. Do these people have a research laboratory through a university, or do they just create their own? Could you build one in your garage, the Doc Manson Research Laboratory? I mean, I guess I 
could, although I, I think you would, I would struggle to get the equipment and the costs of maintaining such a, th- that just doesn't seem reasonable, DC. What are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> I, you, you brought this on me. You dropped this on my lap. We were texting well, before. I, I gave I gave you an out. It makes I, good audio to talk about something interesting. What else are we going to talk about? War games? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I, you know, it, parts of the show weren't bad. I will say that parts of the show weren't bad. What would you like to talk about? I want this to be a Doc Manson show. This is episode two ninety nine. I'm good. I just wanted to rock you with that one on the air. Make everybody collectively listening to this feel pity and sorrow for Doc Manson. That's all I was hoping for. I love you. I legitimately. Love, they are going to rue the day. No, they do. They will. They don't. No, they won't. They'll never even know. It'll make no difference to them or their lives. No, because. I, do you think any of it had to do with the fact that you're already employed and they would have yeah, to then replace probably. you? Probably part of that. And I think another part of it is. Um, very likely pay was probably uh, a part of that as well. Because, again, in theory, even if they paid me very well for such a position, yeah. I would make less than I make now. So they probably were looking at that saying, he's never going to take this. Um, but or, I don't know that for sure. That's, or just they, a, that, yes. that's a story I tell myself. To no, they, they could have assumed you would try to negotiate a better deal and they might not be able to, you know, they could don't have to offer that to this other lesser person. Thank you. I appreciate the way you phrased that. This cheap person, this whore of a person. That's the worst part is eventually I'm going to know who it is that got this position and I'm just going to be, no, nah, whatever. I'll be perfectly professional and whatever. I, I know the person who got the job I applied for at the school that my wife now works at. That was, hmm. a, I worked there first and I was a long-term substitute and I applied for a full-time position and they gave it to someone else. And every time I hear a story about that person struggling, cause she does, I, I feel badly and amazing all at the same time. I take exactly. joy in her suffering, and I, I'm guilty about that. But oh, it's just a human thing to do. I, I think so. I it's think understandable. So. Oh, Doc, this vacation for you could not come fast enough. You clearly this is this is the worst thing to get in the middle of this slog. You're like you're grasping to get towards the end, and then this gut punch comes to you. Oh. Uh, and the positive friend. side, Mrs. Manson made Rice Krispie treats. She just sent me a photo of them. So they're still, you know, solidifying. Well, that but is at lovely. some point in my future, I'll be eating Rice Krispie treats tonight. And that, that makes me happy. I mean, not the fact that I'm consuming a Kellogg's product. That doesn't make me happy. Everything going on there. Have we considered, have we discussed on the air making those with other cereals? I think so. Because I, I tried the cinnamon toast crunch, like the the commercial version, not good. Mm-hmm. 
A coworker, even, a coworker. Honestly, we mentioned it at work, and a coworker brought it to me, and I like had a bite. It was like, oh wow, thank you. And as soon as they walked away, I threw it in the trash. Have you ever had the commercial Rice Krispie treats? Because even those, I think, are quite inferior to the homemade ones. I think that's it. I'm sure if if you made them at home, it would be better. Um, I tend to say I don't like Rice Krispies treats, and I think it's because I'm thinking in my head about the commercial ones. Yeah. So I'm sure wrong. Like, home- I wouldn't kick the commercial ones out of bed or nothing, but I do feel like the uh, the made-from-scratch version is definitely superior in a lot of ways. So I don't know if it would be enough to convince you, OTC Matthews, but... I, I am a tough sell. I mean, look at me. Are. I'm, I'm very picky about what I put in my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wonderful. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um... I, I will say right now that I am very happy uh, to skip the piece of positivity this week. We can we can leave that part out of the show. I've got a good piece of positivity though. Okay, I'm just I probably won't even remember it by the time we get there. Write it I'll down. Try. Write it down. Uh, I have to find something to write with. I'm just... <laughs> okay. Do you want to just? I, mean, do I am it now? sitting at a computer. I guess. <clears throat> I can just... Do you want to just go out of order? No, we can't do that. Okay. After 298 episodes, we can't just. We could do whatever we want. Nobody's listening to this. Yeah, that's true. And the people who are listening to this are, um, you know. They'll listen to anything. No, that's not true. No, but they won't mind if we go off, you know, off book for a while. We're we're, we're a wrestling show that rarely talks about wrestling. Hey, so war games and stuff. Can you tell me just uh, sure. one thing? One piece of information I want to know is: Is Johnny Gargano done, or was it a bunch of circle jerking about nothing here? What's going on? So NXT last night, Kyle O'Reilly gets squashed. He's done. That's I think a given. He's NXT done. is on Tuesdays now. Yeah, I can't keep track of any of this bullshit. Okay. Yeah, and, so Kyle O'Reilly got squashed, and he's done. Yeah, he's out. he lost to Von Wagner. Is that like Braun Breaker? In, in terms of just the way they made the name, sure. Um, yeah. Von what Wagner. Von Wagner is the son of one of the Beverly brothers. For a second, I thought you said Bob Wagner, and I thought that was a brilliant name. For a second, <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. What's your name, Bob Wagner? Where are you from? Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, uh, no, Johnny Gargano came out at the end to talk about his future. He was interrupted by another one of the young kids, Grayson Waller. Who so he like, was on the show and interrupted, so he's still with the company. Okay. So he got powerbombed through a table. Afterwards, after supposedly the cameras went off, Champa came out, O'Reilly came out. There was a big applause. They like took a bow. Shawn Michaels came out. Candice LeRae came out. So that would lead you to believe that Gargano is done. But I haven't heard anything official. So they, it could be a storyline where maybe he's. But I knew that at one point he had signed a one week contract to get him through war games. Hmm. So I am assuming um, that he is done. I don't know, man. Wouldn't they just squash him like Kyle O'Reilly if he was uh, done, done? Why would they 
do anything <laughs> positive for him. I, that doesn't seem like I. I think this is it's it's a different sort of thing in this case. It's not like. I think WWE, we can talk about this. I don't remember what the actual, the NIL, this new program that they're doing at some point. Um, what is that? No, nah, we can talk about it later. Go ahead. I think there is an understanding between WWE and these wrestlers, these indie darlings. That's not the direction we're going. We are not looking to, to be Ring of Honor 2.0. And I think they realize, look, there's not a place for us. And rather than getting released like any of the other people we've talked about this year who've been released, they're just choosing not to renew their contracts. And it seems to be very um, amicable on both sides. Like, it seems- I don't know if that's true, though, because it seems like Kyle O'Reilly was offered a huge extension if he would sign on the dotted line, if you believe the dirt sheets. Um, and he just said, I want to entertain all offers and I can't do that until my contract expires. And if Johnny Argano's doing the same thing, if he's playing hardball on contract negotiations so he can get third-party offers, I just feel like, why would the WWE be amicable to that? If anything, wouldn't you give them that big offer? Say, all right, this is the offer, but after your contract expires, if you choose to take third-party offers, our offer is going to be cut in half. I it's All I know is it seems like things are they're parting they're parting on good terms and maybe it's because these are NXT guys it's not like Seth Rollins is choosing to leave at the end of his contract that i think would be a different thing um these are guys who did great things for NXT but NXT's going in a new direction they don't need these guys i don't think they want these guys and so i'm sure they're very happy to let them go join AEW and join this ever growing cast of characters that are now being complained about online that there's not enough time on TV for them all. You know, they're already, I already am reading lots of people talking about how Adam Cole went from a multi time NXT champion to struggling to appear on whatever show. And they're, they're doing nothing with Adam Cole. You're ruining Adam Cole. And I'm like, this is what happens. They're just led. They're flooding the what marketplace if, with all these talents. What, what if what? If what if you, what? Doc what if you created a product where you had enough wrestlers that you could cycle people in and out for stories that made sense for the moment, and then you didn't feel pressured to have something for them at all times to keep them in the public eye for a hundred percent of the time. And when a story reached a natural conclusion, you could shift focus to other entertainers who may be rested and fresh and ready to go. And then you could have, you know, some sort of, uh, let's say, off season for the people that are just finishing up their proper programs uh, until they're ready to be cycled back in naturally. Is that it? Would you think that would be something that people online could bitch and complain about? for years about how nobody does it. And when somebody starts looking like, Oh, maybe they're doing something like that. We'll just ignore it and complain about it instead. I think that could be a thing. Well, I think 
everybody's going to complain about everything. As soon as there's an off season, people will complain about that because their favorite people aren't on TV every week. And I want to see Liv Morgan. And why isn't she on Said TV? Nobody ever. Oh my goodness. We, we follow too. Well, no, that's not true. You don't pay attention to your Twitter timeline. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, Liv Morgan wrestled Becky Lynch on raw and everyone expected her to win the title and were very upset when she didn't. People expected Liv Morgan to beat Becky Lynch for the title. Yes. She's more huh. than ready. She's paid her dues. It's her time. And I'm like, the fact that she got a title match on Raw, it may have even main evented. That's what she got. She got to main event Raw. All she right. wasn't going to win that belt. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, how, else, how else did you enjoy the show? Any particular matches that you really, really stood out to DC Matthews? The, the tag team match, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. They were a team. They lost Kyle O'Reilly turned on Vogue Wagner, which led to the cage match that it was a very quick sort of exit for Mr. O'Reilly, but that was a very good tag match. Um, <clears throat> you know, have you watched an NXT war games match? Like how familiar are you with the concept of war games? The last one I watched was probably authors of pain versus undisputed era. Okay. So which you might know, have been the first one. I don't even. Yeah. Know. You've got the two rings. There's weapons galore. It's a big spot fest. Um, <clears throat> it's too long. Like it had some very exciting moments. Grayson Waller did a elbow off the cage through a table onto L.A. night. That was good. But the match itself, it takes. How's L.A. night doing? There is a he is. One of the better talkers, I would say, in wrestling right now. I felt that way about him for quite some time. I would be interested in following L.A. Knight yeah. if I were watching the product. The issue is, and I just had this conversation with Jeremy and Glenn, um, he's not NXT 2.0. So why is he still on Tuesday nights? Why isn't he on SmackDown. Why isn't yeah. he on raw? Like his, that the talking works, he talks and it's like a combination of the, you hear elements of stone cold, Steve Austin, you hear elements of Roddy Piper. Like he's got all of the great. I feel like he's uh stone cold. That's going to sound weird by way of the Miz. Kind of. I I've always thought about it. Like if stunning Steve Austin in WCW, if that character had gone to WWF and been able sure. to shine, it was similar, but that's a good comparison. Stone cold in the Miz. Um, so it's weird that he's on Tuesday still. Like, I don't yeah. know what he's going to do. You know, you've got, I'm going to list a bunch of names. You don't know. You've got Braun breaker, Von Wagner, Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, Grayson Waller. Um, you know, all of these guys are going to be filling in the title scenes. Maybe L.A. Knight puts one of these guys over in a singles match and debuts at the Rumble. That would be a nice thing to hope for. But, you know, it, it's wouldn't it be nice if you could on these streaming services, you could choose the wrestlers. And instead of having to watch the whole show, it literally just sent you like. Here's what LA Knight did. Here's the promo. Here's the match. That's it. I mean, 
You can kind of get that on YouTube, can't you? I suppose. You could just search LA Knight and limit search results to the last week, and you can see everything he did that week, probably. Probably. I, I suppose. But yeah, if you get the chance, the promo that was cut by LA Knight, Gargano, Champa, and mm-hmm. who was the other guy? I can't even remember. Knight, Champa. Oh, no, it wasn't Kyler Riley. Whoever the fourth old school guy was in war games, and it's embarrassing and telling that I can't remember. Um, it was a very good promo. Uh, it would make you excited to watch the match. And the match isn't bad. The problem with war games is you start with two guys, they wrestle for like five minutes, then another guy comes in, then another guy comes in, and eventually, so it takes 15 minutes for everyone to get in the ring, and then the match starts. Yeah, it so, seems like it's kind of similar to Elimination Chamber, but yes, Elimination Chamber seems more exciting. Yes, I think that's. I think WWE took the concept of War Games and kind of made it their own with with the Chamber. Um, there is a great comedy moment, unintentional comedy. At one point, the heels was it the heels? At one point, somebody padlocks the um, the cell or the cage. So it can't get open. And there's a referee trying to open it with bolt cutters and he's seemingly not strong enough. And so out comes Braun Breaker, the son of Rick Steiner. And he grabs, like, he pushes the referee out of the way and he grabs the bolt cutters and he's massive arms and he, nothing happens. <laughs> he then has to like wedge it in between. He like lodges it under a peck and he's trying to squeeze it that way. Like it took him a good 90 seconds to the point where the the old school wrestlers are just sort of pointing and laughing at him because he can't open. So finally he manages to like muscle it apart. But it was that was pretty funny. Pete Dunn. I forgot about Pete Dunn. I can see how someone would. Another person who I don't know why you're still on Tuesdays. Like, Seems you're not like old they're still either. doing this UK thing for some reason. Like the NXT UK? Yeah. That is still a thing, right? Yes, it is still a thing. Ilya Dragunov, I believe, is the champion. Right. So there's, yeah. But yeah, but Pete Dunn's here. You know, the, the assumption um, is that eventually Tyler Bates going to come over to the U.S. They're expecting Walter to come over to the U.S., I don't know if any of that's going to happen, but, you know, and similarly to NXT UK, you have this group of um, older guys who have been there for a while and they've sort of run out of things to do. And so you're like, okay, you should probably go to Raw or SmackDown and it hasn't happened yet. So um, I didn't watch the women's war games match. I didn't watch the hair versus hair match. Apparently that was okay. Um, what was the fifth match again? It's it's sad that I don't remember this. It was just watched it Monday morning. The fifth match was oh Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. They have a cruiserweight title that apparently now doesn't have a weight limit. So I'm assuming at some point they're going to change the name of the title, but as of now, uh, they haven't. So I love everything about that. Uh, that's. Good. Then I, I look forward Classic. to you. I look WWE. forward to you. You know, getting back into wrestling. We're 
We're coming up on the Rumble. Day one's happening. Day one, the pay-per-view happened in January 1st. And then the Rumble is, they may have moved it to February, which is really going to mess with my head. When's the uh, next AEW pay-per-view? Oh, nope. It's still in January. January 29th. Let me see. AE Next AEW pay-per-view. Let's see. Pay-per-view yeah, just schedule. Google that for me, would you? That's what I'm doing. Um, AEW winter is coming December 15th. So That's the thing from that show. So a week from today. Now, I don't know that that makes it a pay-per-view. That might be just a like a big Wednesday show. Um, yeah, the 15th is a Wednesday, so that must be one of their dynamite shows. Yeah, Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. You all watch the heck out of that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Wikipedia, second annual. Oh, so they're doing one big taping with matches that will appear on Dynamite and Rampage. Hmm. So, so far we oh. have... Something else I figured out also. Okay. Okay. I remember back a few weeks ago when we were talking about full gear. Mm-hmm. Full gear. And I was talking about how I needed to get a VPN to buy that show and so forth. Yes. I didn't realize it at the time. But when you purchase an AEW pay per view as though you are in the UK, mm-hmm. it only costs $20. Really? Yeah, really. So, uh, GQ and Rachel and Eric, if you're listening to this, uh, next pay-per-view is on the house because you guys are. Wow. You're so nice. You're a nice guy. Yeah. Sometimes. No, you are. You're a good person. Explain like I'm five. What is a VPN? Um, uh, basically, it's a server that you connect to, and then it negotiates all of the requests on your behalf. So it looks like your traffic is coming from that server, and the connection between you and that server is 100% encrypted. And basically, without a lot of heavy lifting, untraceable back, right? So sure. one of the major uses of this is to getting around uh, geo-blocking technology, which is to say exactly what we're talking about. You can connect yourself to a server that is in the UK, and it makes your traffic appear as though it is coming from the UK um, and so forth. Now, there's a lot of ways to combat that. There's lots of ways that some companies fig- are able to detect VPN servers. Netflix, um, in particular, does a lot to circumvent these technologies you know, for rights reasons and things like that, which is totally understandable. It's not exactly on the up and up. But, hey, at the end of the day, I was able to give that company $20, and the other alternative I had was to give them no dollars. So, sure. hey, it is what it well, is. Well, was, that was my follow-up question. Like, how legal is it? Is yeah, it illegal? I don't think it's not illegal. It is not. Um, Because a VPN itself is not illegal. There's nothing wrong with the technology. And, you know, there are certainly technologies that if they cared, they could implement. Because, again, plenty of streaming services do um, block VPNs and get around their getting around. So the fact that Fight TV doesn't, 
I don't want to say is implicit approval because it's probably not. Maybe they don't have the resources to invest into their technology to get around these sorts of things. You know, I'm not here to judge one way or the other, but um, yeah, ultimately it's definitely a, a gray area, but as far as I'm concerned, it's better than streaming it, just like wholesale illegally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's it. So, you know, we are Red Sox fans in this house and we would love to watch Red Sox games, except we don't pay for cable. And the the TV station that has the Red Sox is very, very stingy about they don't have a streaming service. They want you to pay for cable. Um, And so I've looked into MLB TV because if you could go through a VPN, you can get around the blackouts because, you know, living where we live, the Red Sox, the Yankees and the Mets are all blacked out because we're in their network or in their region. But if I were able to convince them that we lived in Eugene, Oregon, for example, then we'd be able to watch Red Sox games and it would be worth the investment for me. But I just, you know, I don't want the federales coming to my door and hauling yeah. me in. Yeah, no, so. I, don't, I don't think that would happen, nor do I think they would bring civil suit against you. Um, again, it's not at the moment. There's nothing about the technology that is technically illegal. Sure. Um, Interesting. But I, I do think it's one of those things that eventually will get regulated because capitalism going to capitalize. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, they always, you know, they keep saying in term in terms of baseball, they keep saying that eventually they're going to get rid of the blackouts because people are more into, you know, streaming and not paying for cable. But I mean, we live in a yet. world where Mickey Mouse still isn't in the public domain. You know what I mean? So Major League Baseball's got enough money that sooner or later the laws will be whatever they want them to be. But I suppose. Wow. Now, now I'm depressed again. So <laughs> That's the fucking world, uh, DC. Welcome but to yes. it. Uh, Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson, uh, Britt Baker versus Riho, and then there is something called the Diamond Ring. Huh. I don't know what that is. I, I'm looking it up right now. I don't know what it is. I think it is a compete. Apparently, it is an actual ring. I don't know. There's a battle royal. And the you know how a wrestling ring? ring is usually a square? Yeah. Well, if you just sort of rotate it like 45 degrees, so you're looking at the corner of the ring. Sure. Then it's a diamond. So. Yeah. So there's a diamond <laughs> ring battle royal. And. Instead of being a squared circle, it's the diamond circle. And it's just you, you point your cameras at the corner of the ring instead of the side of the ring. Yeah, great. Uh, apparently, if you win, you get a diamond ring that you get to keep for a year until the next battle royal. I don't think you get to like turn it into a title shot or anything. I think you just. What if you got to collect like, you know, five rings and like you put one on each finger as if you were assembling some sort of gauntlet? Sure. And then once you had a fully assembled this gauntlet of, I don't know, infinite power, let's say. Yeah. Then maybe you could like trade it in for like some sort of title shot. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a brilliant gimmick. It is telling to me that you said the five rings and I didn't think Thanos. I immediately went earth, wind, fire, water, 
heart. Uh, here, Captain I thought you would have thought of uh, Shang-Chi with his 10 rings? How many rings yes. does he have? The Mandarin had 10 rings that are now bracelets. But um, but yes. Yeah. No, I went, I went totally to Captain Planet and the joy of the heart ring. Oh, Mati. Oh, Mati. Hey, in fairness, I think he kind of had the best ring because he got to have a, a talking, monkey? emphatic monkey. So, like, that's pretty <laughs> good, man. It is pretty good. Um, I guess it didn't it should, talk, but he could understand it, right? I think so. I think, yes. I think his power was sort of, you know, empathic in nature, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Imagine, I think it should Imagine if you could been. just be like, you could be like outside and there's just some squirrels over there and you're just like, hey, bring me one of those hot dogs from that cart. Why is it the first thing I think to do with my empath, my, my empath powers is illegal? Getting woodland creatures to steal me a hot dog. Why, why was that the first thing that came to my mind? I understand that there is a superhero squirrel girl, but that would have been a great like sea level villain for like Spider-Man to take on is the guy, the homeless guy in Central Park who can talk to squirrels. So he's got this like great setup because the squirrels go out and just like pickpocket and like pilfer things like, yeah, that would be great. Down with it, the squirrel king. Yeah, we've seen like the rat king and like the Pied Piper and the guy from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who can control rats. But no, the guy, the squirrel king, and he has this like great setup, like in a little cave somewhere. What's the name of that character from the good Suicide Squad movie? Rat, rat catcher. Rat catcher. Two, right? Yeah, two. yeah, because yeah. Taika Waititi was the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I want to see more polka dot, man. That was good. That was good, good, good. Uh, I assume you are not watching the Hawkeye Disney Plus show. No. No, if I was going to watch one of the shows, it would at least be the one that had a superhero in it. There's, you know. Did you watch the Netflix superhero shows? Daredevil, Iron Fist, I Luke watched- Cage. I think I watched all of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I watched like an episode of The Punisher and thought it was garbage. Sure. I watched. I think I watched like. I don't know how many episodes there were, but I feel like I watched like 10 episodes of Iron Fist. And then like I was three from the end or something and I gave up. I was like, this is terrible. I Iron Fist was it. bad. Iron Fist was really bad, which is a shame because. Uh, the the actress who did Colleen Wing, that character was good. She's going to be in the Matrix. And then I, um, I did watch the Defenders, and I really liked. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um. But I I, I did not watch Janice Joplin, Jessica Jones. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> or, or Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Uh, well, let's pause our Marvel talk. There is a homemade Rice Krispie treat that has been delivered. It Just is one. Uh, there is, is it one or is it two? Are you? Well, you're I mean, not telling. It's, it's one. It's just kind of. See, large. I know I would like that one already because there is an abundance of marshmallow, an abundance, like full marshmallows that are almost unmelted, just like sticking off. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to have it. Yeah, it's delicious. How is how was the rest of your Hanukkah, Mrs. Manson? Uneventful. I got an instant pot. 
Is it good? Have you have you blown up the kitchen yet? The more you work, the more you go I away. Haven't blown up the kitchen yet. I was gonna say I've the made chicken shawarma and some turkey tacos. And the verdict, good. And the verdict, two thumbs up. Good, good. I was gonna say. The more Doc leans away to let Mrs. Manson talk, the less she's going to hear what I'm saying because <laughs> she has to listen in on your headphones. He's going to need another one of those. I Let me speak for him. He's going to need another one of those. One more, please. <laughs> You're the best. After watching all of the... Uh, watching so much Bake Off, we've become fascinated with like the flavors of chocolate and orange so we bought some orange extract and i've just been melting chocolate down putting a little orange extract in and then re-solidifying it so we've been eating a lot of chocolate orange coins oh cool this last so let me ask you about hawkeye for a second here sure is he still all tortured and shit because yes okay yeah yes um they're introducing the new hawkeye kate bishop She's doing a very nice job adding some levity and her character is good. They, if you are a fan of the mythos, they are bringing in some characters that I don't think you would have expected to see in a, in the Marvel universe. And they are hinting very much at bringing in a character from the daredevil show to like, yeah, Kevin Feig or whatever said that, um, what's his name is just, Straight up and hired to play Daredevil. Charlie Cox is going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. Is that uh, the, spo- the the one that's coming out soon? Yeah, uh, No Way Home. The multiverse one? Yeah. Thanks. Um, spoilers to anyone who wants. One. <laughs> Thank you. Just bring the tray. Bring the tray. Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Uh, it seems very, very likely that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is going to at least show up for part of Hawkeye. And I cool. love that character. So I'm. I'll be interested to see how he integrates because I think that particular character was fantastic. Yes. But if I had to pinpoint, if I had to point to a single character from all that Netflix stuff. That doesn't feel like it would fit the tone no. of what Marvel's been doing. Yes. It would be that character. All so of I'm it is interested to see how it integrates. Yeah. The Netflix shows were all very dark. You didn't watch Jessica Jones. Uh, what's his name? I'm going to blank on his name. But oh, David, David Tennant. Tennant, who played the Purple Man, who I love that character. That is a dark, twisted, like uncomfortable show. And so I don't know how they're going to integrate. I don't think they're going to integrate it enough to like make more of them, but they'll have the characters kind of, you know, I'm sure Daredevil's in Spider-Man for like seven minutes, maybe. And, you know, it's one of those. I could see, I could see him giving him a polish and introducing Daredevil, do another Daredevil, do a Daredevil movie. I, I think people liked him well enough. At this point, since I'm doing on the joy of booking, where I like I'm ranking the Marvel movies. It's in my, my order of preference. Um, if you were a kid in 2008, when Iron Man came out, you're now an adult. 
So I could see them starting to do, you know, MCU, MCU noir or whatever and start doing darker, more grown up shows or movies. And you could have Kingpin. You could have Luke Cage. You could do all of that. You have to recast Iron Fist because he was terrible. But you could have that kind of Or you of could world just make a Shang-Chi to. movie and pretend Iron Fist doesn't exist. That could be how they wind up doing it. <laughs> they wind up just being like, Shang-Chi was there. No, we've never heard of Danny Rand. He's dead. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I am. We're enjoying it. It's a good 35 minute. You know, like I said, there's enough Easter eggs to be like, hey, that guy. Oh, I know that person. Um, But yeah. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye is, you know, he is. He needs some serious, serious therapy. I just think that's strange to some degree, especially since, you know, everybody got unsnapped. So, like, all the stuff that, like, made him tortured to begin. Like, I know they didn't get to, like, undo. So, like, he still feels all that anguish that he felt over those years. And then what he was, what was this? We became, what was the name of that character when he's evil? Ronin. Ronin. So he's Ronin. So he's got to live with the guilt of all the stuff he did as Ronin now that his family's back or and how much course, do you want? How much do you want to know about the show? I mean, I'm, I'm never going to watch it. And I'm sure he's also tortured by uh, what's her name dying on that asteroid. Yes. Redhead yeah. lady. All of that. All that's essentially. So spoilers again, if you haven't seen it, um, essentially the gist is uh, the Ronin costume has been we think we think it's destroyed but it has been collected and is being sold at a black market auction and somehow this Kate Bishop girl winds up with it so now hawkeye is trying to be like a who has this costume and now i need to get rid of it because it's causing all of this drama because all of all of the people he killed and all of the trouble he cost that you know the ronin is now a wanted figure so the fact that this teenage college age girl is running around in a ninja costume is a bad thing. But wouldn't like anybody who matters like shield or high level villain organizations, et cetera, like wouldn't they know that this teenage lady in the Ronin costume is not Ronin? Yes, the 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 Russian mafia that has that is after her uh, is not that high level. So all they have seen, if they've seen, there's like a bit yeah, of picture. Fairness, like, I guess Jeremy Renner does kind of look like a teenage girl. So I, I guess I could see. it. Yeah. So, you know, he's dealing with that. He's dealing with, you know, the guilt of being the Ronin now. He's this, that was a cheap shot. I apologize to Jeremy Renner. He's a wonderful man. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. Is he a bad guy? I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think he's like a bad guy. Bad guy. I know nothing not, about him. I'm speaking. He's not a nice I guy. I I was pretty sure up until recently that they were going to kill him off in this show, and that was going to just be okay. Now that's another old school character to bed. And now we have a new Hawkeye to go with our new Black Widow and our right. new Iron Man we're going to have and all of that. Um, but, you know, it's it is an entertaining show, but I don't know that you're going to miss anything by not watching. it. Oh, I guarantee I'm not going to miss anything by not watching it. Just wanted to say you might decide you're going to have a bunch of time off. You might need to watch something. Do you I have a list? 
Do you have a list of what you want to watch with all this free time you're going to have? I don't have any free time. You're going to have free time. No, I'm not. Why not? Because I'm going to write that stupid lab manual. But is that going to require three full weeks of your vacation? In those three weeks, I'm hoping to get maybe three weeks worth of labs done. And I've got 12 or 14 weeks to do. So, so yes. Are you going to now like rethrow yourself into your current job since you didn't get the job you wanted? I'm going to rethrow myself into it to get this done. And then I'm going to coast for the rest of my life. That's okay. my plan. I, I've heard worse plans. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know what I haven't heard yet this week, though? Hmm. Our emails. Emails podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I see five, one of which ah, I cannot ah, wait to ah, read. Ah. Five emails. Um, the first one comes from Jeremy, uh, one half of the very successful piece of business podcast, Instacart Vaccines and Harley Race. DC, how often do you order from Instacart? It seems as though every time you're recording an episode of the critically acclaimed Joy of Booking podcast, you get some Insta notification. Either Chad is now shopping for you or Karen is about to drop off your groceries or Doc Manson has bought out all the oyster crackers, forcing you to lean back in your chair and let out an agonizing wail of disappointment. It's true. What do you have against going to the grocery store yourself? And you may not claim laziness. You're vaxxed, boosted, and suitably chased in regards to infection. Are you not at the point in this pandemic that you're willing to say, kill them all and let Harley Race sort them out? With love and eternal gratitude, Jeremy. I would also uh, like to point out that you live within walking distance of the Mega Mart. So oh yeah. if you were to get into your car, like it would 90 be sec- 90 seconds, 90 seconds. Okay. So, so that's what we're dealing with people and go DC, go ahead and go ahead and defend uh, yourself. Let me look. Let's be, let's be legit about this. Let's see. Today is the eighth. So let's see since December, I've done four orders in December. So you're averaging one every two days. Yes. Um, I did not go to work today. So today was like more snacks and such. And instead of going 90 seconds to just get your own snacks. Yeah. You had somebody bring them to you. Yeah. I also don't blame you. Um, To, to answer the question, what do I have against going to the grocery store yourself? Um, I am not at the point where I'm willing to say kill them all and let Harley Race sort them out because I could be part of the all. Yes, I am vaxxed. Yes, I am boosted. Yes, I am masked. I was the only person um, in the local bakery this morning that had a mask on. I did go out to the bakery. Uh, But I think at this point it is if there is a service that for, you know, one yearly fee and then a tip – I can get my groceries brought to me and I don't have to go and deal with wandering up and down the aisles. And do they have this? Let me get this. Let me wait in line and, you know, deal with all. This reminds me now of a story. Okay. 
so this would have been a week and a half, two weeks ago. Sure. I almost got beaten up at the grocery store. Okay. How close are we actually talking? Like, did, did Mrs. Manson have to pull you away? Or no, she abandoned me. <laughs> okay. I'm, hold on. I'm going to sit back in my chair. I am not letting out a wail of disappointment. I just want to fully uh, experience this story. Go on, please. I beg you. Tell me this story. I am a curmudgeonly person. And certainly I'm still wearing my mask in the pandemic. And if I see someone who is not wearing a mask. Oh, God. Oh, God. I am happy to obstruct. So. In fairness, this was it started off pretty innocently. Um, We in fact, it started the moment we entered the store. Mrs. Manson walks in and this woman comes from the side. She's already in the store, right? And she's just crossing across the entrance, right? You know, when you first come in where like you got the mat where you're wiping your feet, she's for some reason, instead of just like being 10 feet, you know, into the damn store, she's deciding she's going to cross right here in front of the door where you first come in. Mrs. Manson goes in, and I'm following right behind her, right behind her with my shopping cart, all right? And I'm just staying behind my wife. And this woman comes up, and, like, she barely, she's pretty much on top of my wife. She stops as though, like, she's put out that she had to stop because my wife was in front of her. And as she, she looks at me, of course, but she's already stopped moving, right? Because she stopped for my, my wife. And I say, well, fuck it. She's not wearing a mask because this is how I think. And I just follow my wife. I just push straight through. The woman passes behind me. And apparently she was, you know, meeting up with her boyfriend or whoever, this man. And I am coming into the store and parking my my cart next to the apples. And I'm not really paying attention. And I just suddenly hear, you know, hey, hey. Hey, whatever. This guy is trying to get my attention now. He's angry, apparently, because I almost hit his wife or girlfriend or whatever. And he says, you almost hit her. You almost hit her. You almost hit her. He's just repeating himself. And admittedly, probably not the smartest move on my part. I look at him and I go, good. And it just complete flabbergasted look on both of their faces. What did you say? I said, good. What did you say? Good. They just, they can't believe that I have said good. Now, I, I immediately know that this was the wrong thing to have said. Um, in my defense, in my brain, the way that this worked was I was saying good as in you almost hit her good that I didn't hit her. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But my synapses haven't really fired. And at this point I've repeated myself and now things are just escalating. And if you, if you have, uh, you know, uh, trigger warning, I guess some, for some language coming up here. Um, 
But basically, you know, this guy says, following up to that, he's like, he just, he can't believe it. You know what I mean? So he says, I am going to spit on you. And I just looked at him and I said, you're going to spit on me? That's not very hygienic. (laughs) And he's just like, not very hygienic. And I was like, yeah, like that's a biohazard, man. And again, he's just getting more and more angry with me. And I'm just not, I'm really not giving him the time of day. Like I'm not even giving a rise. I'm just really emphatically just sort of giving him these responses. And then he starts in with, what are you, a retard? And I was like, no. He says, what are you, a retard? And I say, "Uh, did I hit your wife? And he goes, what are you, a retard? And I say, did I hit your wife? And he says, what are you, a retard? And I say, did I hit your wife? And at this point, since he's just going on with the retard thing, I say, all right, well, I guess we're done here. And I start walking away, to which behind my back, I now hear, yeah, you fucking f-. And I'm just like, I just turn and look at him. And I say, huh, all right, well. And I just go on my way. And, you know, we're sort of doing our thing. And I see this guy. And again, this guy is making a scene in the store. Like, people are looking. It's loud enough. I'm expecting phones to come out any minute because this guy really is going off the deep end um but that's really all that it goes it it goes away after that he again not getting a rise out of me basically just wanders off to be his own embarrassed small self and to deal with the rest of his life but i told that story to gq and he insisted i should tell it on the podcast i'd nearly forgotten about it until you brought up the grocery mart and that, Jeremy, is why I don't go to the grocery store. But, uh, DC, was I in the wrong? I think I probably was a little bit, but I mean, ultimately, the person didn't prove the case. only thing. The only thing I think that may have been a poor choice. Oh, I yeah, I know, I know where you're, I know what you're going. Yeah, I, I agree. Is the word good? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I knew it. As soon as I had said it, but at that point I was in it. So going with, you know, I wasn't like I was going to take a moment to explain myself. It didn't seem like the opportune. No. So I, it feels like these people, let's, let's talk about them both as individuals. I'm not referring to any group. I'm referring to these two people. Um, We're looking for a confrontation. They see the two of you coming in, both wearing masks and they probably decided that woman probably decided she was going to, obstruct you and you instead obstructed her and she wasn't able to you know you have these people who can dish it out but they can't take it and then yeah and you know i think the rest of it i don't think there was a problem with you following her like she's your wife you're sticking around you could have the good maybe a little much uh, I, I, I know what you i know i know away. how you i know how you think you meant it yeah but i, don't, no, I totally understand the way it came across yes as soon as i um, said it i knew it was the wrong thing to have said yes the the hygienic thing i think was genius because he's expecting a rise and you go that's not very hygienic first of all 
he may have had to look that word up afterward. <laughs> what does hygienic mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think the rest of it was fine. You didn't engage. Um, I have between between the pandemic and um, the events of the last couple of years with certain former presidents and things. Oh, you I mean don't, uh, future presidents as well? No. Yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be our president again in a couple of years. No, I refuse to believe it. Um, I don't enjoy being in a group of people anymore because inevitably and I live in a very red town. Um, and it's fine if I stick to, you know, like I said, I went to this bakery, there's five people in line, there's three people working behind the counter, there's people in the seating area, I wouldn't expect them to have masks they're eating. I'm the only one wearing a mask, and this, nobody gave me a second look. When I walk into the local Greasy Spoon to pick up breakfast sometimes, I'm still the only one wearing a mask. There is a, there is an audible silence and I am stared at with my mask and my little newsboy cap, like walking in <laughs> at six in the morning to pick up an omelet. Um, so, you know, I, I, I choose not to be out and about with people. So if I can avoid going to the grocery store, I will go every so often to pick up a small number of things. I have not gone to do a full grocery shopping since f- January, February of 2020. I don't know that I'll ever go back. It's much easier to just press a couple buttons on my phone, pay a few extra dollars, and somebody drops it off at the door. I will say so. we still have our Instacart um, subscription as well. And yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not really interested in heading back anytime soon. Yeah, it's just... I. <laughs> I will also obstruct. I am grateful I have not been confronted because I don't know what I would do. There's a part of me that thinks I would cower and apologize and like, you know, bow <laughs> as I'm walking backwards. Uh, and there's a part of me that thinks I would just toss him across the bananas. Yeah. I mean, and like, yeah, I probably should have just been very apologetic, but uh, when you're staring at these people and like just the looks on their faces and you see the, anger in their eyes and they're trying to put it back on you and it's just like ah, go fuck yourself i try to feel like and again this is this is heading into a whole deeper conversation but i try to imagine like how enriched is their life that this is what they felt like they went to the store and you know you you didn't go into the store saying i'm going to mess with the maskless people but when and i've done that as well like you know if i'm going to the post office there's two people walking like i'll hold open the door for the person wearing a mask and if the person behind them is not wearing a mask i stop holding open the door yeah and i'm just like nope you you don't get the extra bit of politeness you don't get the societal contract. You don't get Clearly the perks not. of that. Clearly not. You're choosing to live in a different society than we are. And so I'm going to treat you as such. So uh, I am grateful you did not get beat up. I'm eh. sure you would have. I am sure you would have defended yourself 
and you wouldn't have gotten your job for a totally different reason. I wish he had spit on me, though, to be honest. Because then I just would have charged him with assault for that. And that would have been satisfying. Well, I'm sure you'll run into him again. I don't know. I've never seen these people in the decade and a half that we've been going to this grocery store. So, Well, we have people in our, there are people who go to our board meetings in the district I work in and cause trouble. And then we look it up and they don't live in town. Of course not. So like there are people who are now just going again, going out of their way to cause trouble because this is how they choose to spend their time. They're just bad faith actors. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter, I believe episode two ninety nine. Hello, DC and doc. Glad to hear that. I do not have to earn my bestie status back. And then, and that I will always be one. I know you are busy prepping for 300, just checking in to say hello and letting you know I'm catching up on past episodes that I missed during my hiatus. I'm currently in South Carolina for training, and in my downtime, I'm walking a lot listening to you guys. Any suggestions for the Charleston area? Good luck with 300. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, who's in South Carolina, sent from my iPhone. Have you ever been to Charleston? I think I got stuck in traffic outside of Charleston. Or was that Charlotte? I'm going to go with Charlotte. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I I have never been to South Carolina. North Carolina is as far as I've gone. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, what Stephen Colbert has said because he's from Charleston. Uh, Look up whatever Stephen Colbert's recommendations are and do that. That's my my advice. Uh, I'm excited for 300. We haven't really talked a ton about it or fleshed it out. Um, you know, we'll have to decide what we want to do. Do we want to, are there besties who are interested in, in being on the show? Do we want to do audio again? Um, Glenn said he's willing to do just about whatever it takes to, to help us out. And we always appreciate that. So we'll have to see, uh, what we're doing. Although apparently we're too late. If we look at this next email, Hmm. Brandon Banks, happy 300. Another milestone and another congratulations. Happy for you, DC. And Doc, you are so amazing that this accomplishment isn't a big surprise. Okay, that's enough Doc praise. Can't wait to hear the next... How long are we going? Can't wait to hear the next 46 episodes. Love you guys. Keep up the work sent from my iPhone. You know it would be funny? Hmm. As if the next one we did was just 301. And we were like, well, we we did it. Something just popped into my head as I was reading Brandon Banks. At one point, we started having this conversation a few episodes ago and talking about the future of the show. And I think it was because we were talking about pro wrestler rankings. Oh, yeah. And... I don't know if this is where you were going. It probably wasn't, but should we just have episodes 300 to 400 just be pro wrestler rankings? Nah. Okay. Just thought I'd check. (laughs) Sorry, Banks. I tried. 
the next email comes from Glenn. Seasons greetings. Sent from mail for Windows. Hi, guys. With the build up to Christmas in full swing, thoughts turn to Christmas Day itself and all the preparation that entails. Before last year, that was my first Christmas on my own. My favorite time of day was always Christmas morning, where we would have a breakfast of poached eggs and smoked salmon washed down with a glass of Buck's Fizz. Thank you for pausing there. That was where I hoped you would stop. Uh, Then, (laughs) in the blue hell, we would open our presents. Always preferred that to the glorified roast that is Christmas dinner. What is your favorite part of the day? And what do both you and the two Mrs. Ms. do to celebrate? Whatever you decide to do next week, I'm here to help. Thanks, Glenn, with two N's. A Buck's Fizz is a stronger mimosa. A mimosa is one part orange juice, one part champagne or sparkling wine. A Buck's Fizz is two parts champagne or sparkling wine, one part orange juice. That sounds delicious. It does, actually. Um, Let's see. Buck's Fizz is also a British pop group. Um, What is the favorite part of the day? My favorite part of Christmas is Christmas Eve. I think I've mentioned this before. It's not Christmas, though. By virtue of it being the night before. Fine. Then my favorite part of Christmas Day is when we get home from whatever we did on Christmas Day. And I now have the next week to week and a half off without the familial obligations. That is my favorite part of Christmas Day. Okay. Were you going to say more about Christmas Eve before I told you? I was, but the moment's gone now. (laughs) (laughs) No, Christmas Eve, I, you know, um, my wife's parents, my parents, we get together. Sometimes other members of the family are there. It's, you know, there's snacks. We usually do some sort of appetizer train sort of thing. There's hanging out. It's very relaxed. There's not a focus on presence. It's chill. That part I like. Christmas Day tends to be a little more hectic, and I don't enjoy it as much, which is why my favorite part of the day is when it's done. But Christmas Eve is usually very nice. What about you? Favorite part of Christmas Day? Um, Christmas morning. Waking up in my own home uh, with my wife. Putting on a mug, getting a mug of coffee. Sitting down with the dog. Opening a couple of presents. And just sort of enjoying the sleepy, lazy morning before uh, all the other stuff has to start happening. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite part as well. So Christmas morning, Glenn, I'm with you on that one, I think. You'll have to get yourself a Buck's Fizz. Buck's Fizz. Maybe we'll have to try poached eggs this year, too. I don't think so, though. That seems difficult to do. We tried it for a while. The acidulated water and get the cyclone going and then you put the egg in. The I can't get the white to stay and I don't eat eggs. But when I try making my wife poached eggs, it's the yolk with a small amount of white around it, and the water is just very huh. proteiny. Huh. All right. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm not putting enough vinegar in. I've never I made it myself, going. so I, I, I don't know. I don't know the my guess is I don't have the cyclone spinning 
So when you pop, when you drop, you're supposed to like slowly, like kind of slide it in. If you drop it in, the egg white goes everywhere. So there's some piece I'm missing, I'm sure. Is it maybe the water's not uh, hot enough? Like, do you have to add salt? You're supposed to get it boiling. Add the Raise the boiling vinegar. Or? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. With it. Our final email comes from uh, the latest person to be sending us emails, Mrs. Manson. Group hug. Oh, she's so cute. Dear DC and Doc, sometimes the universe sucks and the things you wish had worked out didn't and there's nothing you can do about it. In times like this, I remind myself how grateful I am for the many blessings in my life, including good friends and besties near and far. As we approach 300, is that next week? Wishing you both only good things and well, when the crappy stuff happens, at least we've got each other. A group hug, Mrs. Manson. That seems out of the blue. Does it, though? Yeah, I don't know. Weird. She just wanted to say. Lovely sentiment, anyways. Sometimes, sometimes, what I think she's trying to say is when sometimes life gets you down, you got to focus on those pieces of positivity you have to get you back through, to get you going. Maybe. Maybe. so I asked you, Doc Manson, I gave you a chance to av- avoid it. You said no. So now you got to give it to me. What is your piece of positivity? My piece of positivity. 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 Uh, no, my piece of positivity uh, probably, Cartman. <laughs> probably goes back to uh, last week on Friday. I uh, had a house guest after work. Old GQ made his way over. We sat down, we watched the uh, new seasonal horror film with uh, Bruce Campbell in it called Black Friday. Uh, We enjoyed watching that together. Uh, The movie was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. And afterwards, we sat down and we might have started putting together some sort of Christmas style show for a different podcast feed. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun time. So that was definitely a highlight of my weekend. That was a good, good time all around. I'm just going to say, I don't know if you saw it in my face, the excitement I got thinking it was going to be the holiday episode of this show, like DDT awards kind of thing. And then no, no, no. We'll put work into other shows. We'll put all sorts of work. There was no work. Other shows. GQ said, hey, you want to do a Christmas episode? It sounds scary. And I said, all right. I'd like to know why that podcast is okay. What do you mean? Why is it okay for GQ to do that podcast? But doing this podcast, he's worried about, you know. I think it's because missed, missed opportunities. I think it's because on the Sound Scary podcast, while we do talk about murder and nudity and foul language, uh, we don't specifically talk about black dragon dildos and and each other's no. wives. No, that's not the reason at all. No, no, that's not the reason at all. The reason why he can't do this is because every Wednesday he made his wife a single parent and she didn't like that. No. And so, no. and so, no, 
because he, whenever he gets over it, he can go over and sneak over to you. I'm sure that's probably fine to do once in a while to do that. If we had him on every 10 episodes, I'm sure he'd be okay with it. But the fact that it was a weekly thing and he had to go, could I please go down and podcast now? You didn't realize he listens to the show, right? I don't and he care. did say that he wants to do uh, our year-end thing with us. He wants to do 300, so I expect him next week, and now he and I can fight no, about this No, he didn't say he was going to do 300. He said... He did say 300. No, he said he was... He texted us. He texted oh, us right. and said, I'm in for 300, and we thought he meant 3 o'clock. You're right. We couldn't you're figure right. out what he was but talking But I think about. that's back when we thought that 300 was going to coincide with where we normally did the awards. Well, then maybe next week's episode is 299.5. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> And Maybe then, we just take a couple weeks off and then we do 300 at the holiday. I am fine with that too. Honestly, I am okay with being like, we will do episode 300 and I've, I, I'm trying to, you know, be a jackass? Do, I, do I actually, I'm not trying to be a yeah, jackass. You, it right. just comes you naturally. Yeah. Got it. This is why I don't go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, hey, we got another no, email. I'm just, did we, <laughs> who sent us an email? See, I was just stalling. I knew that was going to happen. Ask. You can you can edit all this out, right? No, no. <laughs> so mid piece of positivity. Uh, one more email. Uh, subject line: Hello, hello, DC and Doc. This is the email. Also, I believe I sent an email to sound scary last year. Uh, this is the email. Hello, GQ and Doc. Just setting up the email in my iPhone. Love the podcast. We'd love to see a couple of episodes dedicated to directors and or actors. John Carpenter, Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson, Bruce Campbell, and or Jeffrey Combs. Anywho, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Also, if and when I if and when I win a lottery, this little world will be a little better. Best Bosk sent from my iPhone. Thank you, Bosk. Glad we could get you in at the last minute all right boss question for you you're gonna have to write in to answer some of these i think one what do you think of the fog two do you prefer bad taste or brain dead slash dead alive and favorite jeffrey combs film i got it to know i got to know all right. What were you saying, DC? Did you want to say something love, here or did you want to say something about your piece of positivity? That I love GQ and I always will. Yeah, man. And I miss seeing him every week. That's all this is. All this is is someone who misses his friend. That's what this is. Well, you know, you, you could come to the AEW get togethers and you could spend the whole evening with him. I could, but I've been like, the fact that it's I'm awake at seven thirteen. Honestly, for the last couple of weeks, there have been multiple nights where I'm asleep by this time. Wow. I mean, I'll tell you, this week has been a bit of a struggle. Definitely, I've been like, yeah, eight o'clock. I've been like, I want to go to bed. I have said last that night. Manson. Last night, because my wife and I knew we were most likely not going to work. Magically, that fills you with energy. So we were up till almost ten. Which is ridiculous. But yeah, no, there have been nights where it's been like, I'll wake up feeling wide awake and it's 1115. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. So uh, my piece of positivity, besides my good buddy GQ, is uh, uh, another service 
that allows me to be antisocial and lazy. And that service is Grubhub. I would like to send a shout out actually also to DoorDash. Um, November and December are busy months. The holidays, it's a stressful time. Report cards come out. Conferences just happened. Lots of things for my wife's work as well. Her side business is busy around the holidays. So we, we were like, all right, what can we, what services can we find that will do some of the work for us? And so we got some Thai food delivered tonight. We had that for dinner. We got um, some food delivered when, from Wooden, t- when you, wooden Tap when you a couple get nights Thai, ago. Yes. What are your go-to meals? What do you guys order? Because we tend to split stuff. Tonight we got, um, they have little crab rangoons. They're almost like little mini egg rolls with the crab and cream cheese. That's a, that's a Mrs. Matthews favorite. Uh, we got some chicken spring rolls and pad thai. Pad thai is the usual go-to. I will go for a drunken noodles if I'm ordering my own thing. Um, but pad thai is delicious. I almost ate the entire container. Pad thai technically has like anchovy oil in it. Is that right? It might. There's usually fish sauce and a lot yeah. of that kind of Asian. I do like cooking. a good pad thai, but well, sometimes but when yeah. I think about the ingredients, I say, uh, I try not to do that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, you've got the nuts. You've got the it's quite tasty. There are pieces. It's quite tasty. Yeah. You know, we get it with some chicken. You ever, you ever order a curry of some sort or? We don't. We're not curry. We're not curry folk. But okay. yeah, I'll get I'll get pad uh, drunken noodles, which is pad key mao. Or I'll get the pad CU, which is less spicy with broccoli and things. It depends on my. I like the the wide flat noodles. Those are my that's my jam. This just makes me want pho. I know. Um, but yeah, we ordered from Wooden Tap. We got you know a salad with a bison burger on top and a bunch of sides. And so, the fact again that you know yes, you pay a little. Although nope, my Instacart membership allowed me to get a year's worth of the Grubhub membership. So I don't think I have to pay. The problem with where or, we live is none of these that's things true. exist. None of these services exist because there's no restaurants close enough to us. Yes, that is true. Although you should look because you might be closer, like some of the places like the diner and the deli that we have gone to many times might make it out to you because we got food from a place that's like 20 ish minutes away mm. and they brought it to us. So, yeah. So, yeah. So the fact, you know, I, our problem is it still takes a while to get to us once you're off the highway. Sure. But yeah, that's true. You could look. Yeah. I feel like I looked probably sometime around, the, let's say 18 months ago and there still wasn't really yeah. anything, but. What I find really interesting is there are all of these restaurants that I have found on Grubhub that don't exist. Yes. They are. They are. I've heard you know, of this. other rest. There, there are other restaurants. So there's this like, you know, you're a pizza place that just decides to create a Greek Grubhub restaurant. And it just takes five or six things off their menu and puts it on. So that's fascinating trying to figure out like I'm like, wait, what's this place? Where is it the address? That's not that. That's this other Yeah, thing. apparently it's a big thing. There's like a lot of even like um chain restaurants like uh you know your KFCs and things like that who will make these Grubhub restaurants that seem like they're this small boutique thing to just yes. to try to get your business, but in fact it's the same shit fast food in a different bag. 
I, I see that. I'm when we were in college, if we could have had McDonald's delivered to us, we probably would have done it. <laughs> Not only would we probably have done it, we probably <laughs> would have died. We both would have had heart attacks before we graduated. Yeah. But I look at it now and I go, what sort of mindset, what sort of person do you have to be? And again, there's a McDonald's right by the Mega Mart. I could walk there if I wanted to. Who's going to order McDonald's delivered? And then I say to myself, the same sort of people who are going to threaten to spit on you at the grocery store. You know, know, I don't even think that's fair because I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I could get McDonald's delivered, I would. Yeah. I'm not spitting on anybody. KFC, maybe. I've, there's not a good KFC near here. That, they, uh, they make some tasty chicken. Yeah. What? What were you going to well, say? Well, you said there isn't a good one of those near here. And I was going to say, well, there, I'm going to just stop the sentence after there isn't a good one of those. <laughs> but, you know, that's. You're not, are you not a fan of the Colonel? Uh, it's fine, but I wouldn't call it good. Uh, those, fun like, fact. I feel like the mashed potatoes are like the, the, the stuff that comes out of a cardboard box. Yeah, I'm just referring to the chicken. Yeah, you know the chicken. None of the other stuff is great. Um, I don't think this is happening. But mom and dad, if you're listening, please turn off the podcast now. Um, when my grandmother passed away at, in 1995, uh, we have the funeral, we have the wake, we have the funeral, and then they had a little gathering Yes, um, as for you people. do. Yeah. Uh, it was catered, quote unquote, by Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I find that amazing because when you're 12, that's a great thing to have. Oh, yeah. But it is it is something that shames my parents to this day. <laughs> Did they provide the catering? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It was one of those, they weren't in the condition to like cook or any of that sort of stuff. Hey. And it was the, you know, it, it was good. It was Don't a meal. It got the family together. It yeah. served its purpose. When you can have mac and cheese, you know, in a big container that if you remove the container, the mac and cheese would hold the form of the container. That's a good time. It sounds all right. Well, this episode... <laughs> We have roller coaster episodes all the time. We've had we've had lows, we've had highs. What we've had this whole time is nothing but love for you, Doc Manson. Ah, thank you, DC Matthews. So I so I ask you, Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read right on the air, you can do so by going to, uh, by something. Send us a message at podcast at DDTS. Yeah, that's the one. An email, podcast. What, what a- if you'd like to check out our other you, other episodes, you can check yeah. out our back catalog. You can, you can do it at DDTWrestling.com. Or at your podcast or repository at of choice. And finally. And you probably should check out those websites soon because they're not going to exist for much longer. So if you did want to check out DDTWrestling.com or DDTPod.com, definitely do that. Uh, by the end of the year. Uh, and then uh, we have a podcast repositories of choice. And then there's also a place <laughs> that like you can give heard. us money. 
That's patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. DC really likes that because it pays for his peacock service without the commercials, which is very mm-hmm. important to him. So SummerSlam 2001, about a third of the way through. Yeah, see, he, he's doing a dance that you can't see. Cruising along, motoring. He is overjoyed about, about the, the lack of commercials. Yes. So come support us if you've liked what you've heard. But really, no, nobody does. How could you? How could you? And after this he- showing of the type of person I am going to the local grocery no. store, you're going to get more. You're going to get support. I think. I think Jeremy's going to. Ch- so Glenn works, I think, at a grocery store. He's going to have something to say about that. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm sure, deals with a, a people a whole lot worse then you're, I'm going to spit on you guy. I think he's going to have something to say about that. I can't believe Mrs. So. Manson just abandoned me. She didn't even like whip the phone out. She was just like, I'm not going to be part of this. I'm going to go pick out a cucumber. So she just, I, she's going to probably have to now email and defend herself. That's what episode 300 is going to be. <laughs> the state of our society has based on one encounter at a grocery yeah, store. Yeah. So, you know, if you, that that's again patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling, wrestling. Uh, chuggle lug lights on all that stuff yeah good stuff he is doc manson that's me I, doc, I am still doc manson, manson. Doc manson. Yeah, that's, and who are you my name who is are you dc matthews at the dc matthews tell them who you are so we can end the show what did on your wife note. put what did your wife put in those rice krispie treats i don't know but i'm gonna go that's eat some, what i'm I gonna go eat some more of them because oh um, my name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, not a DC no. Matthews, the who am I again? DC Matthews. You are Doc Manson at Doc fucking Manson. Actually, it's just Doc Manson. Yeah. Though you should change it. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I think Twitter will allow that. Something tells me. I wonder if you could do it with like, it just change your display name to Doc F star King Manson. Probably. Who are you? I bet you could get away with that. I'm DC Matthews. Have you DC Matthews? All right. I could be somebody else. I did sort of steal your initials. You did. You did. <laughs> yeah. Although it made for what would we be called if I had decided to be like Reginald Turkey Baster? We would be RDT. Something tells me it just wouldn't have worked out. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, until we meet again, my friends. The next time you hear us, whenever that will be. Will be episode three hundred. Hopefully, hopefully GQ still my friend. Send send us in some voice messages because we're never gonna do the live thing. That's not gonna work out unless we unless unless we are so bombarded with people who insist on doing it that we have no choice. Yeah, and, and like you know, I said this to DC before. I don't remember if it was before we started the show or what. But like, if people did want to do that live call in thing, and Glenn again has been so generous to offer to host it using his stream mate. Um, That's a different website. (laughs) Pretty sure Glenn's on there. Um, I think he is, but that's a different (laughs) website. Um, Like I'm not wed to recording this thing on Wednesday night when all the UK is asleep. Like we could do it on a a Saturday morning if that's, well, I don't want to speak for you, but like if the, if that would put at a better time for, you know, the folks who live out in the UK. I mean, we or you could just send me a voice clip. I mean, whatever. Yeah, that works too. But I'd rather talk to them and see their smiling faces, wouldn't you? 
I would. I would love to do that and be able to actually like see the besties. But would but, you hold? Would you still yeah. turn your camera? No. Oh, well, I mean, there's. All right. Uh, so I am Doc Manson at Doc Manson, and he's DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I think he's playing a song that I'm definitely going to boycott the next time you don't hear us. What we're, we said we're doing this. I mean, you said you were doing this. This is the only thing we knew we were doing for episode 300 this entire time. (laughs) All right. We need to end the show because we tried to start ending the show 12 (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) Until we meet again, my friends. Bye. I love you, Doc Manson. Won't you be our besties?